Welcome to the Madeira Caribbean Podcast, sponsored by Pacific Metal Fab. I'm your host, Nugase Gabrendrius, with my co-host, Tyler Takeda. Well, first we want to tell our awesome listeners, uh, you know, Happy New Year. We're moving into 2021, and we have quite a few projects that we're actually working on. Hopefully, we can get these things going. We're working on doing some live interviews, some even showing some videos so you can see our mugs as we're doing the podcast. We might even uh, bring in some different hosts. Uh, we'll still be here, but we might bring somebody in, in-house to uh, talk to you as well. We also want to go on location. But I think one of the biggest things that we want to do is be uh, show video and kind of show how we do things or show things that we want to see in the community and, and some of those events. No, I agree. And, uh, I mean, I think the Madeira community would love to see the inside of my kitchen. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we can bring that to them at some point. But, you know, first, before we kind of, d- uh, you know, dive into what we have to, uh, you know, share today, um, we want to, of course, let the community know, if you haven't heard already, that um, the patriarch of the Madeira Tribune, um, Chuck Dowd, had, uh, has passed away Um you know, we are definitely saddened as well as many of the community. And, you know, of course, we wanted to share just a few, you know, memories of Chuck and, you know, just the, you know, presence that, uh, you know, he had, of course, not only in Madeira, but, you know, in the journalism world also. It's funny because Nugase is telling me this while giving me the eye because he's waiting to see if I'm going to start tearing up and things. And it might come talking about Chuck the way we're doing. But, you know, he was important to the Midair community. He wanted nothing but the best for the community. If it was a benefit to the Midair community, we were there. And um, one of the things that I thought would be interesting to talk about is the first time that we met, first time that we kind of met Chuck or, or the first day we started working. And I know Nugase had a funny story, so I want him to get started so that way you don't hear me cracking up or tearing up as we go along. Now, Chuck, you know, like Tyler mentioned, Chuck was one, the second person at the Madeira Tribune I met, I should say. Uh, first was Tyler. He brought me there, drove out to Madeira. It might have been the first time that I actually went out to Madeira. And I'm sitting in Tyler's office, and I told him, basically, you know, I want to be the soccer reporter. I want to cover sports. And I remember Chuck, he came, you know, through the hallway, came into Tyler's office and said, you know, with a name like that, you know, the people in Madeira will think you're the soccer reporter. So, you know, it was definitely a, a great first impression for me, um, you know, just a sense of humor and, you know, just his kindness was, you know, something that was evident definitely at first. And, you know, obviously I left the Madeira Tribune for maybe a year and a half, close to two years. And when I came back to Fresno, you know, the Madeira Tribune was, of course, always on my mind. And, you know, when I got word that Chuck wanted me to come back and assist with the podcast and other things, you know, I didn't even have to think about it. Of course, I wanted to. So I just want to say that, you know, I was able to see Chuck. I think Memorial Day was the last time I was able to speak with him. And, you know, he was asking me about the, the progress of the podcast and whatnot. And, you know, I'm just happy that we were able to get this going while he was here and for him to listen and, you know, see what, you know, kind of his his ideas in kind of come to fruition here. So and I, I know Tyler had more interaction with Chuck, but. You know, Chuck was a great man. You know, he was a great journalist, and um, you know, he was he was a titan of the uh, the print industry. And you know, I feel like it's not really the case for a lot of you know places around the country nowadays. Yeah, and Nugase said all the right words. We brought Nugase in for Fresno State on a 
on a recommendation and he's been with us for I think four or five years now. It's kind of funny how uh, he just stuck stuck around, but it was I think because of Chuck um, she, uh, reaching out to him and bring and keeping him in in line that we were able to keep Nugasay and have him do some of the stuff that he's doing, the writing. Um, he had two front page stories in the most recent issue, as well as a podcast and some of the social media stuff. Chuck was always looking for somebody to do it. And Nugasay was always there to say, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. So I, I know he really appreciated it. I remember um, I came back to the Tribune after a five-year absence, trying to get a teaching credential and all that. And I was told to, Chuck wanted to see me. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm in the principal's office. You know, you always wonder what, what's going to happen. Am I in trouble? What I do? What I do wrong? Everything's going through my head. And then Chuck calls me into the office. So I go in there and uh, and he greets me with a smile and says, we want you back. He goes, everybody from the old regime is gone. We want you back to do sports here. He, he basically hired me on to be an assistant paginator person, which is a person that puts the paper together on the computer and also would assist in sports. And from there, I, he let me do what I enjoy doing the most, which is covering sports and and just enjoying what I do and reaching out to the people in the community. So it's really a sad time. We're trying to get through it. Um, we're trying to get through it, and we're still going to publish. Tribune needs your support more than ever. You need to advertise something called the Tribune. If you got uh, a sofa or something you want to sell, give us a call. And put it in the classifieds. You have a sale. Um, we have advertising that will help you. So if, if, you, if you even need a subscription, we have those available. Give us a call. You know, the, the community needs to help the community. And we feel at the Tribune. We've supported the community so much, we could use some help from the community just to keep us going through this difficult time. You know, it's important that, you know, the Madeira community realize that, you know, the Madeira Tribune has been there for over 120 years. I mean, it's a staple of, you know, the area. And with Chuck's passing, I think it's more important than ever to, of course, continue his legacy as you know, the Madeira Tribune has been a pillar of, you know, the community for quite a while. And, you know, like Tyler said, you know, it's time that, you know, we kind of look at, you know, what we have and, you know, what we might lose. So, you know, if you have a business, if you have, you know, anything that it's willing to, you know, be shared within the community, you know, reach out to the Madeira Tribune, you know, advertise with them, you know, see what you can do. And of course, I mean, as you probably know already, you know, the, you know, the more you help, you know, the community newspaper, the more the community newspaper can help you. So I think it's definitely important. And uh, I definitely agree with, with, with what Tyler is saying. Last week, we got notice that uh, Cameron Health Center received their COVID vaccines. So one of the first things they were going to do was, since they're health professionals, was make sure that their employees got it first. So that came through the grapevine. We got word today, which is Friday, we're doing this podcast that Madera Unified School District is partnering with Camarena Health Center and the Madera County Health Department, and they're going to get their employees starting to get vaccinated for the for COVID. So it's really cool to be able to see Camarena reaching out to the community and making sure our educators, those, those people that we rely on to teach our children and to keep the kids in the community educated and, and even fed, 
are, are going to be able to get the help they need. Uh, they're sending a survey out to find out which um, personnel in the community and the district want to get the vaccinations. Also, if they deem that a family member that they're, that they're living with is a high risk, then they may be eligible as well to get the vaccine. So that's really good news coming out of Cameron Health Center and Madera Unified School District. Um, that we're getting that people are getting, you know, vaccinated, especially health workers, <clears throat> those working in education. It's definitely important. You know, as soon as educators, teachers, etc., are getting vaccinated, the sooner we can get students back into school, the less risk teachers will have coming back to do their jobs. So it's definitely uh, good news all around. Now, uh, we also had uh, more news about. Um, you know, COVID vaccinations. Um, we've been hearing a lot about, um, you know, fraud and a lot about, you know, you know, people getting taken advantage of. Wow. You know, for people to do that in this kind of situation, that's, that's, that's tough to hear about because we're, everybody's in this tough way and to see people try to take advantage of that or to take advantage of people that actually need the vaccine. It's really sad to hear. So, um, I know you talked to somebody that was really um, a defender of that or a staunch supporter of um, COVID vaccine fraud. Yes. So I'm working on a story right now, and it, it'll be in the Madera Tribune, hopefully within the next couple of issues. However, um, you know, like I said, we're, we're kind of working on it still. Um, I just spoke to uh, Claire Pishing. She is um, one of the main advocates for helping Medicare um um, individuals and um, that leads into the COVID vaccination fraud and you know Claire has been working at this for close to 10 years she received an honorary um, award from Barack Obama for the work that she's done and you know like I said she is an advocate for community members you know specifically in Fresno and Madera um, so if you're you know feel like you've been you know contacted about you know COVID vaccine and you're not too sure, you know, if it's legitimate or not, you know, check out the Madera Tribune. It's going to have more information on where to go and find out that information. Do you have any information on what kind of, how they're getting frauded? Is it um, a company saying that they have a vaccination, you send us money and we'll send you a vaccination or how do you have any information on how that would go? Yeah. So, you know, Claire, she obviously provided quite a bit of information, but she mentioned that, you know, the most typical, you know, COVID-19 vaccine fraud would be, you know, a phone call, you know, from a random number letting you know, you know, you can have the vaccine for this amount of money. Maybe you'll get a letter in the mail telling you you have to pay this certain amount. So if you're being required or being asked to pay money, you know, up front to get this vaccine, you know, just let, you know, it's like a red flag, you know, just keep in mind that, you know, there's fraud going on and people trying to take advantage of you. So it's important to, of course, look at the proper websites, look at the proper information, and then realize that, you know, there are people out there that are going to do whatever they can to, you know, to get whatever they can from you. So obviously it's a terrible situation, of course, during this time, but, you know, you just have to be mindful of that. That's, that's sad to hear and it's really tough especially in these times. Getting some better news, um, the Madera Rescue Mission, uh, Mike Unger uh, resigned or um, resigned over the summer and was replaced by, I think, Jesse Chavez. 
And Nugase wrote a nice story about Jesse in the most recent edition of the Madera Tribune. And I just wanted to let him talk to you about Jesse and what he tr- what he what he's going to try to do to help the rescue mission reach out to more people. Yeah, Jesse Chavez, he's a, a very interesting and dedicated individual. Now, he's had his, um, you know, time in Madera. His children lived here. So he's, you know, spent some time here back and forth, originally from the Bay Area. However, you know, of course, you know, he's always been, you know, a follower of Christ and he's always been, um, you know, willing to get back to the community. One thing he told me was, you know, things didn't really, you know, fall into place for him until he was arrested for a DUI back in late 1990s. You know, he mentioned to me that, you know, being brought down that low really, you know, brought out the best in him. And he was able to, you know, find those highs, which he he was looking for. Him and his wife are back here in Fresno or Madeira, I should say. And, you know, back in July of 2020, he finally took over as a rescue mission director after working there for um, maybe a year or so. Now, he is on the rotary board because he wants to find out, you know, more about the businesses, more about the community members in Madeira, because he feels that, you know, of course, he's followed by, you know, his religion. That's something that drives him. He wants to make sure that the community members of Madeira are taken care of. He wants to make sure that, you know, they're treated, you know, with respect. They're treated like family because he's got a giant family. And, you know, that's kind of what his goal is, is to, you know, bring that family aspect, that dynamic to the community of Madeira. And I think the community of Madeira already has that already. And I think with Jesse Chavez kind of trying to enhance that by bringing in, you know, the economic side of it with businesses and whatnot, you know, I think he can, you know, bring a lot of change and do a lot of good in the community of Madeira. Sounds like a very, very good hire for the Madeira Rescue Mission. I hope to hear more about them um, in the future. Um, I think we we covered a lot of topics today. We actually, I think I actually got through the Chuck thing a little bit better than I thought I would. So we're getting close to the end. Anything else? You can sign off. Yeah, you know, I wanted to, you know, just end here by saying that, you know, we're still hoping that, you know, Madeira Sports comes back as soon as possible. And, you know, we heard recently the ruling was, you know, just another postponement. So we're not too sure what's going to happen now. But, you know, we know those athletes are, you know, staying in shape, you know, practicing, you know, getting ready for, you know, whatever, you know, life throws at them. So, you know, I want to, you know, send a special message to those athletes, those coaches, those schools that you are being kind of, you know, I wouldn't say robbed of this opportunity, but, you know, they definitely lost out on a lot of, you know, chances here. So hopefully that can change as soon as possible. All right. Well, that's the end of the Madeira Tribune podcast, this edition sponsored by Pacific Metal Fab. And we'll be back with you with more information more news and um, just playful banter from between (laughs) Tyler and I. So once again, thank you for joining and uh, we'll be back as soon as we can.